When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are back, baby. We are back. Beautiful day. Is this the off season? Do we know? Is this the off season? I really hope so. Is it the? I don't. Think you know how you know it's the off season? Two Dave Willard updates today. <laughs> He's already here. Yeah, yeah. I was like, is Bo going to be ready for the show today? He's ready. <laughs> what is up, everybody? Welcome to a Monday edition of the DMVR Nuggets podcast. Guys, we got to meet the new Nuggets. The new Denver Nuggets. Today oh, we got to meet them, maybe size them up a little bit. I actually didn't get a chance to size them up. I wanted to, but I didn't get an opportunity to. So I don't have a height update. I don't want to bury them. Adam's either. a real eye test guy. Yeah, I'm eye test guy. Disappointed. I'm disappointed in uh, that. You know what? We'll have more plenty of times here coming up. Uh, we're going to talk about that. We're also going to look at the pecking order of some of these new guys. Who's in, you know... Who do we expect to be moving along the fastest? Uh, and not even just those guys. Let's compare them to, you know, the Peyton Watsons. Let's compare them to some of the other guys. Colin Gillespie. We'll do all that. And we'll talk about the Summer League roster to help me out. The man who's rocking the Nug Life. That's sweet, sweet Nug Life. Brennan Vogt. Oh, there's something different about Nug Life these days, isn't there, fellas? Mm. I can't quite put my finger on it. It's the pure life, man. There's just something about Nug Life that seems a little different. Look at that thing. Look oh. at that beauty, man. That's honestly one of my... That might be my favorite shirt That's we've ever made. That's a shirt. It's that companion shirt to the piece I wrote. Nug Life will never be the same, man. Never be the same, man. And then over there, of course, the handsome one, Harrison Wind. Oh, man, I've... You're putting me to shame with that Nug Life shirt. Sorry, bro. We also got in. So do you have the graphic, Kales? You have the shirts here? Because we also just got in Smuggets, which is a gorgeous shirt as well. it's unbelievable. So we got two of them. Look at all of our beautiful shirts. Look at all these things. You haven't seen it. One, two, three, four. So this is five. This is just enough shirts for your Monday through Friday. (laughs) That's so true. Every day you could wear a new championship shirt. If you haven't seen it yet, that, that Smugget shirt, the blue line of copy there at the bottom, Looking down on the league. Well, you know what? Oh, I love it. Mile High City, a little bit higher than everybody else. Guys, our top story today, though, we had the draft last Thursday. What a whirlwind we've been in. We had a draft last Thursday. You know, we talked about it on Friday. We go into our weekend, and here they are. We get to meet them for the first time, and it was nice meeting them. I do think that um, you get – it is the first time you sort of get to take the guys in, their personality, how do they – you know, how do they act, all this different stuff. And I do feel like there's a common thread here, and I'm going to start with this. They're old. Mm. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that in a good way. This is like a mature group. You, sometimes you get the young guys in, you know, 18, 19-year-old, and your first impression is like, oh, that's right. These are kids. That's a good point. These yep. guys, to me, felt like young adults. And I think, you know, Calvin Booth answered a question about drafting so many young adults. And he didn't go so far as to say explicitly he was, you know, liking some sort of age threshold, but it was just more of... He likes mature guys that are ready to play, and typically that takes a few more years in college. But I agree, there is a very professional sort of air to their their performance today, if you will. Relative to rookies, of course. Of yeah. course, yeah. No, Calvin Booth said good basketball players who impact winning. Sometimes those guys have to be in college longer. Right. It's like Nuggets don't have time to mess around with an 18-year-old dude who doesn't know how to run horns action. Like they just they don't have time for that, man. Like Adults. Nicole Jokic doesn't have time for that. Michael Malone doesn't have time for that. This is a new era where 
you're either, you can either play right now or you can't. And like the Nuggets just I don't think they want to waste their time with too many developmental projects. You know, and honestly, man, all three of their games, it's not just because you can get an old player. It's still like, oh, man, this guy's still going to be so long. I don't think any of these guys are going to be a headache to Michael Malone or the teammates. I think all of them. It's not to say that they're going to play, but the aspect of do I have to teach to your point? Do I have to teach this guy how to set a flare screen and slip it? Like, no, these guys know how to do that because they've been there. And this is my big brain take, man. The one-and-done era, the preps-to-pros era, there was the preps-to-pros, then there was the one-and-done era. And I've always been a proponent of it just because I'm like, hey, you know, not making money in college to me seems like such a crime that by I almost for like like moral purposes, I'm like, I want this. But from basketball, a basketball standpoint, I really do think that there's fewer high IQ players in the NBA than there should be in large part because everybody has to go young. If you're 23 years old, people are like, he'll never develop to be better than this. But I will say, I think that the NBA collectively has just risen through analytics, maybe from European players and different schools of thought and this or that. I do think the level of play is elevated to where I wonder if it's a market inefficiency now. How many of these guys are staying for five plus years with the same team anyway? So what's the point? Hunter pick, Tyson is. Hunter, <laughs> Hunter Tyson, pick it. These guys are 22 or 23 years old. They're not going to be here past their primes anyway. So what are you worried yeah. about? And are you, and in a league full of flyers on younger guys and teams heading in myriad directions, are we sure that a guy like Hunter can't play? You know, right. against a bunch of kids that are still learning, even if the talent deficit is observable or whatever the case may be. Certainly for the Nuggets with the stage they're at in team building, I mean, you're never going to blame a team a team for taking a flyer on a young kid and a one-and-done when you're looking for a franchise cornerstone. But the Nuggets need, if you will, a bunch of Monte Morrises. They need adults in the building. They yeah. need the guys that built a college legacy, learned how to play the game. And there's the other stuff, too, which is I hate to use him as an example. He's just the easy one right now. But if it's if you're in a bone situation and the playing time is not what you thought it was, and the coach has some things for you to hear that aren't what you wanted to hear. How ready are you to hear that? And typically guys that have been there four or five years, they're coachable in a way the kids aren't. Yeah, yeah and Calvin also said today that, look, if Michael Malone needs to go to one of these guys due to injury, due to something else during the regular season, like he will feel comfortable going to them. <laughs> like These three are ready. Like, right. They're ready. Hunter Tyson could probably play for a lot of bad teams out there next season. Real minutes. And um, I, I just think that was part of the philosophy going into the draft this year. It's like, we just want to take guys that can play. You know, we, we don't want to take guys that we have to develop. Yeah. I And I just think that there really is something, too. It's funny when you go through the draft and you're like, all right, this guy, 45-inch vertical, 7-2 wingspan, great laterally this or that and they're like or what are his deficiencies not a good ball handler not a good shooter not a good passer not a good rebounder pretty raw struggles. and you're just like <laughs> dude this guy just, you're it, marquis chris you know it's marquis chris like right. oh my god this guy's so fluid for how big he is and he jumps so high you're like well what's his basketball skill nothing what are we doing here yeah. what are we doing here? oh that guy busted i'm surprised but i just feel like that has been the one and done error because these guys are so young that you have to pick and bet right. on the fact that you're going to develop them whereas i just think there might be a little bit of a market inefficiency for hey this guy's measurables are so so or a little below average but you know what he has every skill and we just think we can work with that and i, I think they're right all right let's get into some yeah. of these quotes though uh wind you want to just walk us through what you got who do you want to start with 
Um, start with Calvin, I guess. Well, yeah, I feel like he had the maybe only interesting things to say. Um, this was my favorite quote from Calvin. He said, talking about the draft picks and talking about maximizing Nikola Jokic's championship window, he said, I like to utilize the draft to get archetypes that are hard to get in free agency or the trade market. I feel like all these guys are unique. This is also something we saw last year when they took Peyton Watson. Right. A reason why Calvin Booth drafted Peyton Watson was because it's hard and will be hard for the Nuggets to trade for and to acquire a 6'8 lockdown defensive wing. That's what Peyton Watson can develop into. And he sees some of that with these guys, too. He said Julian Strother, 6'7 guard, great shooter. Uh, Jalen Pickett, great basketball player all around, can make others better. Hunter Tyson, great shooter flexible for his position and can play on the wing. And then he also said, I almost look at Colin Gillespie as part of this class too. Coach Malone values him. I value him. We're going to have two true point guards, Colin Gillespie, Jalen Pickett. Calvin said that's hard to find. So the uniqueness factor of all three of these guys was big. It was big in last year's draft too. How How would you rank them in uniqueness? Pickett one, I think. Uh, and then I would probably say Strother too, but it's I mean it's Strother really is tight. Wind had a great article today on Strother and he had a great line that he had the highest standing reach of any player of any guard. Yeah, all guards of all guards, which that's where his uniqueness comes from. And there's something there too that's interesting in ways both good and bad. Typically, you hear that and you go, "Okay, is this a stud defensive prospect?" Not the case for him, uh, but an electric offensive player. And as we've seen, Michael Porter Jr. When you're longer, there's yeah. more room for error. And you yeah. can learn defense. Even the guys that are initially labeled as pariahs and sieves, you can learn. You can improve. So they have the stand, the literal standing and standing reach, at least, to start from a place that I think you can, you can build on. Analytics, obviously, was such a revolution in basketball, and that became the inefficiency. Is like if you could see the, okay, Let's look at the analytics, and they're saying this. But now everybody looks at that stuff, but I still feel like there are biases. And I just think the next revolution perhaps is some of that, like, well, this guy's unique physically, and is he a good defender? No, but it's six, seven, six, seven, seven, eight foot. What was it? Eight foot seven right. standing reach or something. It's like, hey, mm-hmm. he's long, though. And that it really is maybe half the battle. So we'll see. And I will say, even though I didn't get to size everybody up directly today as much, <laughs> oh, Strother did look pretty tall up there. Pretty tall. He looked pretty tall, did he not? He was taller than me. <laughs> Strother, so Strother is um, he. It's funny how these heights work. I mean, you are the expert on it. So I mean, you I, tell me if I'm off here. I'm a fellow. I wish um, I got to film the behind the scenes stuff more. So Strother it was six foot six at the combine without shoes, and he's only listed at six foot seven. Small shoes. Whereas <laughs> Jalen Pickett, Jalen Pickett, yeah. six foot two without yeah. shoes at the combine, listed this. at six foot four. Do we Big have shoes. the conspiracy music? What are uh, we what the are these shoes Jalen Pickett is wearing? Hold on, yeah, I gotta get me some of these shoes. Vote really needs some of these shoes. <laughs> oh, hey, <laughs> no, I was gonna say the same thing. I have them. Who are we kidding? These are probably two these inch, I, inch I, risers. Don't worry, I have more Jalen Pickett takes. We're gonna get there's the conspiracy corner. We're gonna get some some Jalen Pickett stuff later. All right. Let's Let's get into some more of these quotes. Uh, the other thing I've got from Calvin, and we talked about this on a show last week, but he said all three of these guys bring something different than we currently have, and having a balanced, diverse roster is important. Going ahead. 
Mm-hmm. And so we talked about this, like Calvin Booth can draft more than just defenders. You know, we learned that in this draft and a reason why is because he wants a diverse roster. He doesn't want too much overlap. He doesn't want people cannibalizing other guys' minutes. And so I think you saw with these three guys, they're very unlike, you know, anybody else on the Nuggets roster right now. And it does the only thing, like, again, the experience, the program, the length, there are some commonalities, but you're right that it almost makes the draft more exciting going forward with Cal because you're like, I don't know, what are we doing? Offense, defense, yeah. inside, outside? It's, I mean, he's going to be all over the board. I do think it, it, as always, Calvin will just tell you to your face what the deal is. <laughs> and, but it's cool to be, I like the way you framed it in your pieces. We're learning more about Calvin here with each step of the way. Yeah. And I, I think him just sort of stating explicitly how he views the draft and how he tries to utilize it. To me, that was far and away the most interesting takeaway today. By the way, funny, Michael Malone was in attendance today for the presser, which I thought was kind of funny. I, I thought interesting. I think he's still in his, like, he's just walking on air still. He's like, oh, I'm going to pop in just see what these guys are all about. I don't remember him being there for previous ones. Do you? I'm not sure. But I, I only noticed it, noted it because somebody asked a question about one of the players earlier about what were your conversations with Malone, and he kind of looks over at him like, well, this is weird. And I it, was, it was Strother. Yeah. It was yeah. Julian Strother who um, was asked about the posting the Malone championship photo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Strother went, yeah, Malone texted him you know, the day after the draft, so he posted it after the conversation. <laughs> and then he called it a legendary photo. <laughs> Did you guys see what Jenna Garcia tweeted about that photo? She said uh, no. he's got more defensive player of the game chains than MPJ already. Oh, <laughs> oh because Strother posted the picture in his hotel room <laughs> yeah. with the defensive player of the game chain. That's hilarious. Or That's a defensive stuff. player of the game chain. There are many of them, it seems. I love that Strother is, uh, he seems like he's online, which is cool. Yeah. Oh, he's very online. And he's funny, man. I mean, his first three tweets after becoming a Nugget were Nuggets jeans. Yeah, perfect. The Malone photo at the parade with the chain. That perfect. And as then well. the Even photo with the DPOG chain. There you go. I, I was three, he's three. off to a great. He's crushing his first week on the job. Can you imagine if we were like, have you heard from any Nuggets? And he's like, yeah, Aaron Gordon, Monte Morris, uh, Gary yeah, Harris. Yeah, I missed yeah. that call, but the, yeah. yeah, Gary Harris. That would have been incredible. Well, you know, what he reminds me of personality wise. Though, I mean, we don't know these guys very well, but just of those those. RJ three, Hampton. No, 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 <laughs> oh. no, no. One of the GOAT social media users in the NBA right now, underrated GOAT, Tyrese Halliburton. That oh. guy is a great social media user, oh. and he has a funny sense of oh, humor. And it kind of reminds me yeah. of it, where he's like posting memes that clearly he's like on basketball Twitter. I just I, I thought oh, that's it was a good funny. one. So yeah, that's a good one. Um, do you got more quotes for us? Let's let's keep going through. Yeah, them. I asked uh, Julian Strother who has reached out to him. I asked all the guys if Nikola Jokic has texted with them. Uh, firm no, <laughs> firm no on that one. You already knew. <laughs> <laughs> no, do you remember when they drafted Bones though? Jokic. Somebody told a story about Jokic had requested film. Film. Yeah. So yeah. yo, I, again, I always tell people this, man. Yo cams it up. It is he's not, it's part of his personality to be like removed more than the average person, but he's not as removed as everybody says. Who do we he's, think Jokic likes the most? Pickett for sure. Are you kidding me? Like he's got to like. I mean, I don't know. You know what we should have asked Jack and Vlaco because what we had the great opportunity. Does Jokic ever answer the team group chat? <laughs> That's one of my top behind <laughs> he, the scenes he might questions. Have a separate group chat. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, I asked like Strother who has reached out to him. He said Colin Gillespie. They got to know each other during the pre-draft process last year. And then uh, Jalen Pickett said Thomas Bryant texted yeah. him. Rochester. Two Rochester guys. 
And also Thomas told him that Denver's a great place. Nuggets are a great organization. And then and he um, doesn't people, have to say that. No, trust me. I've told you. I've talked to some people with Thomas's. You know, Thomas's kid. Yeah. He really does like it here. Oh, he loved it here. <laughs> to come here and not play. Yeah, even after, though he could never find a rhythm, he loved it here. And <laughs> that is such. Yeah. Did you ever ask him? <laughs> I did I, actually. That's honestly a big. He told me to ask Malone. <laughs> <laughs> it's honestly a big deal, though, man. Can you imagine going somewhere not playing and then still being like, you know what, though, man, those are good guys. I yeah. know, good organization. He's, you're just so infatuated with Nicole Jokic that yeah. you're like, oh, <laughs> karaoke with these guys, pretty tight, pretty tight. <laughs> and then Hunter Tyson said that Jack White reached out to him. They met playing in Italy. Uh, during the uh, world college games, I think. Yeah, yeah. World university games. Can I tell you guys something? First negative points for Aaron Gordon. For the last couple That's years, true, every dude. draft, it was like, who, who do you know? Monte, Monte Morris. Morris. Monte reached out. Monte, Monte. It was yeah. like, Monte probably reached out to these guys. He probably guys. did reach out to those guys. We didn't ask him if any wizards reached out. <laughs> but uh, yeah. so, I mean. It, it is one of, it is top of the list of the yeah. Mr. Nugget responsibilities. That is reach true. out. To the new draft picks, it drops his uh, overall Mr. Nugget score down to seventeen trillion. Okay, right, right. So. See if he can bounce back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see what else here. Uh, Julian Strother was talking about Nikola Jokic. He said he's the best player in the league. Every time you turn on the TV, it's like magic's happening. I feel like I've never <laughs> seen like him miss one. a shot. That's what he said about. Jokic. I love that. Yeah, and uh, Jalen Pickett on. The Andre Miller comparison. By the way, number 24. Unfortunately, he was not aware that Andre Miller wore 24. <laughs> Huge missed opportunity for Jalen Pickett right he here. He should have owned that you right You just got to lie at that point. You go, yep, yeah, absolutely. You got to lie. <laughs> you get caught in that lie, though, man. You lie that one. That's like... Um, because then he just would have gotten bombarded with what, Andre did, Miller was LeBron, Who was it that LeBron claimed to be a huge fan of and then couldn't name a single like song or something? Didn't this happen? And then he was like, I just, you know, all of them. Just oh, any, that any. Might, might have been The Godfather. Oh, The Godfather. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, no, it was, it was also <laughs> favorite scene. I just it was, the scenes it was also so Malcolm X. <laughs> yeah. Malcolm X, you're right. Was He's it? a very smart so, guy. So you might want to be like Andre Miller. What's your favorite part of his game? Uh, you know, just everything. His all-around all game. I really, you know, his size. Hang on. Hold you're on. You're like, was it Peyton yeah. or, or MPJ who... Within seconds, contradicted themselves and if they'd been to Denver before or not. Do you remember? <laughs> I don't remember it. It happens. That's hilarious. Might have been RJ. Yeah. But uh, Jalen Pickett did say that the back down thing is similar between me and him. And somebody texted him a picture of Andre Miller in the 24 jersey. That's dope. Yeah. Um, and then Hunter Tyson, a couple things from him. He says, My experience. He thinks will help him early on, and all the different roles I played will help me early on. And he's very experienced and did play a lot of different roles in his five years at Clemson. Which was a great response, by the way. I really yeah. like that idea of, you know, I've played multiple roles, multiple positions. That's what Calvin said about him, too, not to step on your corner there. No, go ahead, step on it. Just that, you know, for a guy of his size, he found he was somewhat elastic and versatile and, and almost surprisingly so. So Yeah. And then the last thing here, uh, Julian Strother was asked about, you know, what players he compares himself to. And you must have liked this answer because he strayed from what he said in the past. He said uh, Clay Thompson. I was nervous. <laughs> he I, said Clay Thompson. I'll take that all day. Uh, tall shooters, but Clay Thompson specifically. And he noted that Clay Thompson got on the floor early in his career by playing defense. And so that, that is Julian Strother's focus. 
We'll see if he can. No pull mention it off. of um, the kid in Boston. Yeah, dude, that was a huge. That was my biggest win of the day. And Yo, my, the Strother stock is up. He is online, so there's a chance he saw Friday show and was I like, "All right, noted." That's actually a good point. Ruled it out. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a good point. Funny. All right, let's take a break. We went long in segment one, but we're gonna keep going through some of the stuff from today as well as. Guys, I'm going to talk about him for the third straight day. Talk about my guy, Pick. How tall is he? Uh, We'll find out. That part's not going to be so great. (laughs) Oh, it was Migos. Okay, sorry. Chat's chat's got it. Chat's got it. Migos. Shady Rays, guys. I don't know if you guys have been outside today. It's a gorgeous day (laughs) in Denver, Colorado. Together, even. It's a beautiful day. The sun is shining. It is a nice warm day. It's gorgeous out. It feels like summer. Get your Shady Rays. Take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays, they've got you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Go to ShadyRays.com. Scroll their entire selection. They got so many different options. Uh, They got a style for everybody, no matter what style you usually rock. I bet Shady Rays has something for you. Use the code DNVR at ShadyRays.com. Get 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by 250,000 people. Um, they've got a brand new location as well if you want to like try on your sunglasses, if that's your style. They're located at Park Meadows Mall, a full-stop shop for all things Shady Rays, but you can also go to ShadyRays.com. Use the code DNVR. Get 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Also, it's the summer. It's a great time to get set up with Manscaped. Uh, go to DNVR, get tw- or go to manscaped.com, use the code DNVR for 20% off uh, plus free shipping. If you shipping. want a testimonial, I used it recently. I would love a testimonial. That's as far as I'm willing to go. Oh, okay. This it went well. Skin safe technology, no cuts. Yeah, uh, you're exactly right. The advanced skin safe technology. Excuse me. Fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. Um, check out the uh, Performance Package 4.0. It's got the Lawnmower 4.0, which has the 4000K LED spotlight. It comes with additional guard length, sizes one through four. With that package, you also get the Weed Whacker 2.0 nose and ear hair trimmer. Tons of other products as well. Get a travel bag with it all. Um, go to manscaped.com. 20% off with the code DNVR plus free shipping. That's at manscaped.com. They're so smooth when Harrison does them. Do you think he reads them before? <laughs> I thought you were going somewhere else. <laughs> I know. Without uh, beginning. That's a tough. <laughs> that was tough. <laughs> what, are, what are so smooth yeah. there about Harrison? What yeah. are you talking about? It's his nails. Pause. Okay. Okay. Um, you guys, I'm not going to lie. I was pretty burned out. You know, the draft came up. We fame, you know, every year I never get that into the draft. You always skim the draft. But this year in particular, you know, not so into it. We've done three straight months of playoff coverage, damn near every night, late into the bar, people screaming. I was ready for a break from Denver Nuggets, especially from doing film study. I didn't know anything about the guys drafted. You know, I told you guys that live on the show, doing your own research there, making calls. Then I get into watching Synergy, laying in bed. It's like Friday night or something, you know. Watch him pick it play. I'm like, man, this guy's kind of interesting. Start watching more. I hop on Synergy. I pull up every assist that he had for the entire season, 250 of them or something like that. You know how many of them I made it through? All 250. I couldn't Are you stop still watching. Married? <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't stop watching. And I'm saying this sincerely to say that 
because I'm being I'm being serious about this. We've all I, I know you're being 100 serious, <laughs> but we all have a level of just sort of burnout from a long, course, long sure. season. So the fact that I actually somehow spent time this weekend watching tape voluntarily and then was like, you know, F it. I'm going to make a video. I put it up. You guys, after the show, you can go check out my film study deep dive. It's like 20 minutes long, breaking down his game and all the little things I find interesting about it. I'm not kidding when I say I don't know. People keep saying, Adam, you're so high on this guy. I'm not saying I'm high on him because I honestly, there's question marks about him. I don't know. My official line is, I hope he makes it because he is so stinking fun. And the more I watched him, the more I was just like, this guy's incredible. Now, I keep comparing him to Jokic. I want to give you guys the reasons why. Number one, he plays at his own pace. He Just like Jokic, nobody can speed him up. Like For some reason, he's never bothered. You trap him, and he's just kind of like cool as a cucumber. And that's such a Jokic trait. The critique would be, oh, he plays slow. It's like saying Yoke plays slow. Yeah. So what? You know what I mean? Oh, Yoke's not yeah. very quick. What does it matter? Yeah, that costs him. Yeah, that really costs him. <laughs> Another one is, you know, he just seems to have this like innate sense of where the pressure points is. That's how Yoke is, where he just always goes to the spot that most compromises the defense and then right. makes a play. That's another picket trait. And then another one I would say is, like Jokic, if you just watch the highlight reels, you don't get a full sense. You're kind of like, okay, this guy's interesting, but is his handle weak? Is his passes kind of seem you know iffy or this or that? The more you watch him, the more you're like, oh, that weak handle is actually his strength. Nobody ever steals the ball from him. He doesn't turn it over, despite the fact that people double him and full court press him. So that's why, and then when I go through, I mean, I made the video. I'm not comping him to Yoke as to say this guy's going to be an MVP or a starter or any of that. It's a stylistic comp. There yeah. are traits that are unique to Jokic that this guy seems to also have, and that's why I like him. He's so stinking fun. Yeah. Me? Oh, I, I, first of all, <laughs> I just want to say what a treat it is to see Adam so fired up about a guy so small. It's like <laughs> it's history in the making, and this, Adam has a tiny king. This is the first player king. six, four, and under that right. Adam is like. Having said that, it's <laughs> maybe, also maybe my top well concern. <laughs> it's also my top concern. One thing Jokic has, and I know what you're saying with the comp, so I'm not, this isn't at you. Like, you know, one obvious difference, Jokic not so athletic, is seven feet tall, and that goes a long way. And yeah. so Pickett's size will be an interesting barrier in his transition and hopefully translation of those skills. If Jalen Pickett hits, you're not going to be able to tell Calvin Booth anything. <laughs> <laughs> this guy wasn't even projected to go in like the 40s. Yeah. I mean, he was like 56. If he hits, man, like Calvin Booth. It's going to be hilarious. First of all, he's going to be a god. I'm not sure you can tell Calvin anything. <laughs> he's already <laughs> there. Yeah. He's not interested. Well, we've already got like the Cronkies, man. Good luck telling them anything, right? They're on a hot streak right now of winning. Yeah. Malone, we all saw him. You can't tell him anything. If we get Cal in the same zone, this might be the most smug organization that's ever come through the yeah. NBA. And we talked to Malone off the side, uh, off to the side for a little bit today. Can't really get into what we talked about, but um you can't tell him anything. No, he's, <laughs> a, he's, a he's still on cloud nine. His confidence hasn't wavered no, in the, his confidence the week is still that he's sky high. Yeah, that's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Um, I just love this guy. Like I said, I, I he is the one thing I will say is, you know, I'm tweeting thing. We're talking on Friday, this or that, and I've watched a good amount of tape by him by then, but I watched a lot more. I do think he's small, man. Like I know people list him at six four or whatever. I didn't get to measure him up today, but I'm being I'm being serious about that. I'm being, I know, you are unreal. We're gonna laugh every time. <laughs> Even Kale's laughing. I didn't get to size him up today, so I can't tell you I, like for certain how tall he is. But when, the more you watch Not tape, the more far. you're like, man, this guy really does seem 
That's the. I'd say my concern for him. People keep asking about his defense and about his shooting. Both of those things, I think, are actually going to be above the level of what like teams. I don't think are just going to spend their whole time isoing him or this or that. I, I think he's fine there. Yeah. In a playoffs, maybe you know, but that's a different question altogether. Um, the thing that I think will be his make or break trait will be how well does he score. Because he's got the great vision, and in the video I highlight that I think he's a much better... People are worried he has the ball too much because his usage is really high. I think he's fine being off ball. It's just the nature of the team he was on right. and how they he played. He also probably just played the role he had to. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Is, yeah, exactly. But when you watched him off ball, he was great at it. Mm. So I think he'll be he'll be able to scale down his usage and fit right into a ball-is-popping style, style of play. The question for me is, like Jokic... He puts so much pressure on you as a scorer that you have to double him, and then he kills you with doubles. And with Pickett, I do wonder if they're gonna be, if he's gonna be good enough to get to this. In college, he was big enough to get to the spots he wanted to. In the NBA, will he be able to do that against better defenders, longer, bigger athletes? I think that'll be the pressure point for him. Yeah, that's gonna be the question. Just how does his game scale up? And that's the hesitation a lot of people had with drafting him, but. It wouldn't be totally unheard of if he did find success in the NBA. I mean, he's got a pretty similar build to a Jalen Brunson, who had a lot of the same knocks. He's stronger, I think, than Jalen by a lot. Jalen's probably Pickett's quicker. He's pretty small, man. He's yeah, pretty but he's, built. I know, but I, the way you watch him move, guy, like, I'm telling you, man, he he's a wall. You can't get around him. Once yeah. he gets a half step on you and you're on his hip, you're done. Then you, then he plays booty ball. He plays booty ball. And yeah. He's yeah. honestly like, there are plays where he knocks a defender back and the defender has like, they're well, like, he's going to He's going to get away with that call at the next level. Well, you know how, you, well, well, honestly, but you know how Yoke does this too. Like sure. sometimes totally. Yoke does the grace thing mixed with the power thing. And I think pick, that's why he's so slow, but that's why he gets to his spots is because he's going slow and banging you. And then you're ready for him to bang and he goes around you. And then he bangs you some more. Like he just he constantly makes up finesse and strength because he's yeah. not quick enough to go right, right. one speed. Yeah. There's there's your yoke comp. Yeah. Um, but just like seeing Jalen Brunson do it, I think there's hope. You know, th- there's hope for him to carve out a role. Like guy, yeah. guys have done it that have also had these things set against them before. There's also room for it. There's a need for it. This Gillespie Pickett point guard battle is uh <laughs> It's, so I, he's got two inches on Jalen Brunson, who's six two. Okay, it's a real. But again, he might be six two. Like I'm again, sure. we're not going to know. <laughs> we're not going to know until Adam I stares him, him in the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> then we'll know Man. if he has an NBA future or not. I forgot what I was going to say. Now <laughs> uh, you were saying that the oh, they need there's the ball room handler. for it. Yeah, on the th- this this initial point guard battle, which will start in summer camp, is consequential. You know, I don't. Ideally, and hopefully Denver has other plans behind beyond one of these guys winning that role, but they do need ball handlers, and I've said it almost to the point of being a broken record. That is the part of the pipeline you want to start reloading here because that's where I think they're really thin. And so going forward, whether there's Bruce or not, you want to hit on one of these two guys. So there's a, there's a real battle here. Yeah, and... You know, the way you even phrase that, like, because I know a lot of people are like, oh, he's going to play well with Jokic. I don't think he plays with Jokic. I think he can. I think he would be a good Jokic player. But I think that... God, the defense would not know what to do with him and Jokic <laughs> on the floor at the same time. Well, you know what's, you know what's funny? I, and I put this in the video. He plays a two-man game with a lot of guys like Jokic does, right? 
the Aaron Gordon Jokic two man game is different than the Murray two man game. It's like they have different things yeah. that they do. He was the same with his team, and one of them was they had this big bodied like power forward and. Pick would switch with their guys. Pick. pick and, but this, that's what he calls himself. He's this pick. guy. That's his guy. <laughs> you know, me and Pick just hanging out. I do love this guy. I'm not gonna lie. So, but what Unreal. he'll do? What he'll do is he'll like have this little two man game where he's bullying a guy in the post and then kicking out back and forth where he's the. You know how Yoke did the uh, what did we call it? The um, what's that ABA movie with Will Ferrell where they. Yeah, and oh, it yeah, back yeah. Out. Jackie Moon. You know, Jackie yeah. Moon. Jackie Moon. Yeah. He has that with one of his bigs where nice. him they go back and forth, and it's just like a little thing they do, a little tendency. So um, he is he is just so unique in that way. But my hope is that Denver needs Den, Denver guys cutting. When Yoke's on the court, you do it all the time because Yoke finds you. It's just so rewarding. I think with the bench unit, it gets really stagnant, really sticky. And my hope is that Pitt can be a guy that makes the Nuggets play the same way when Yoke's off the court because he becomes a replacement for Jokic in a different way. He does do it differently. They're not it's not a perfect comp him and Yoke, but that the same principles apply of like, yeah, I'm gonna back door on this because I will be rewarded when he's on the court, mm-hmm. as opposed to say a Reggie Jackson, an Ish Smith, even a Jamal Murray, where if you're making those cuts, that's not what they're known for. Right, right. And also uh pick does have <laughs> if that's his name it's like pope <laughs> you know like pope you know it's his name. Um, we learned yeah. it so we use it uh one of picks teammates <laughs> at penn state is going to be on the nuggets summer league team um, yeah funk. andrew funk funk who hit 112 threes last year oh? at penn state M- most of those coming <laughs> off jalen pickett assists oh i'm into it dude you know what's cool about it is you know one of the traits, I so I, I mentioned how they had Micah Shrewsbury, who's now going over to Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. I think he's a great coach, man. Like when I the more I watch them, I just love the way they moved off ball. Yeah. They really had, and in college, I think it's easier. You have more control over the players, so guys are like cutting a little bit hard. It's a little bit more collegey. So we'll see. That's another question I have for Pick at this next level is you know if it is a little more stagnant, but. One thing I loved, guys like Funk, guys like Lundy who got drafted like 50th or something, those guys knew to shoot when he passed to him. So they were open, but they also had the confidence of, no, you're shooters, man, don't hesitate. Everything's a green light. And I just kept thinking like with Porter, with KCP, with these guys, that style of, hey, man, if Yoke's throwing it to you on the no look, you got to be ready to go. No hesitation. Right. you got to be ready. And I just think that shooters love playing with guys like that because they know if the ball's coming to me, I'm going with it. Yeah, for sure. And Funk's what, like the chief among them, man. Like, that guy had a quick trigger. And it was good shots because it was all rhythm. Michael Funker Jr.? <laughs> they, dude, I kept watching Funk. I kept watching Funk and kept thinking, I'm like, this is like a miniature lesser porter. All right, this so is, we're back in on Summer League, like best Summer League oh, team ever. I mean, they are <laughs> a Summer League super team. Should we go over the starting five? Oh, all okay. right, can we go over it? I want to hear it. Okay. Um... Pick. Okay. Um, Colin. Yeah. And I'm not sure which guy is the lead ball handler there. I'm kind of curious to I've see. I've got to think Colin will kind of take try to take control of that. Pick is, pick is the more... Uh, I, there was a great quote, and again, in my, re- my extensive research of, of this <laughs> this weekend with Pick, I, it, Shrewsbury had a quote, and this was in like February or March, mm-hmm. after a great game where he was like, you know, when we came over, because he they both arrived last year uh, at Penn State as transfers, 
He goes, when I came over, I didn't really know how to use him. And the first month, he was in a bit of a rut, and that was on me because I didn't know what kind of player. Did he ask to come off the bench? (laughs) Maybe, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Hilarious. But he's such a unique player that I do think it's like, oh, okay, this is what he does. How do we alter our – And that's why with with pick, I'm almost worried about Summer League because these guys don't know him, the players and stuff. They're not building a complex offense, and you do have to kind of know the rhythm to it. So I do worry a little bit that – Colin, more natural pick and roll, pull up yeah. jump shooters, like, and he's also been the system. Yeah, but I, that story, I mean, sounds pretty familiar to when the Jokic came into the NBA. I'm saying, yeah, unique players. Okay, call for unique so coaching. a uh, Gillespie Pickett backcourt. Okay, then you got Strother and Peyton Watson on the wings, and then you've got Ismail Kamagate, who's playing summer league, but likely not coming over to the Nuggets next season. At center, it's a pretty good starting five. And I was also told funk off the bench today that Christian Brown might make an appearance. I'm begging the Nuggets not to do that. Maybe a, a small appearance. He's a like short a, appearance. He's like I I went zero for thirty from yeah. threes in summer league. Let me Can just I go, go out there until so uh, I make one. Maybe they might want him to ex- explore his offensive game a little bit. Uh, yeah, some uh, exploring. I actually do think that's a really good summer league team. I mean, you got Strother shooting. You can I wonder if Funk will be like the next guy up. I don't he wasn't drafted, so I don't know what kind of NBA, but I mean he's just a shooter. You know, what are you doing? You can always use a shooter. Yeah. But I do like having two point guards. Again, I'm excited for the summer league team. And then P Watt. And then you got Tyson off the bench. Do, do you think Peyton Man, he's gonna come off the bench? What a wild summer league team. Uh, it's You're too right. stacked. You're right. Too, too loaded. Stacked. Does Peyton try to you gotta sacrifice, you know? Assert his will. Is is I don't wanna say alpha. Let's say alpha for the sake of what it concisely articulates. Does is this does Peyton say like this is my squad? Is it his squad? That's what I'm asking. It's a good question. Might be Colin's squad. He's he's the veteran point guard and the ball's right. in the point guard's hands. I gotta think so. Are you, that's an interesting <laughs> question. Medina Joshua says, "When gonna start referring to CB as Krisht? <laughs> <laughs> my guy Krisht. No, I won't. <laughs> um, what about so we I just did the pivot point we can go quickly here Strother what do you think is the so for for uh, Pickett I think scoring is going to be a, one of the big pivot points for him what do you think for Strother make or break defense well I'm pretty confident in him being a shooter you know <laughs> yeah for sure that that <laughs> seems like it's going to hit yeah but yeah defense for sure but is there a specific type of defense you feel is it is it like on pick and roll or on ball probably off ball off ball yeah. Because what you hear about Strother is that he competes defensively, but he's just like a step slow. Yeah. So I've got a thing off ball. And then also, too, not that it's his goal, like his his role, but there's some area of improvement in like playmaking and vision a little bit for him. Yeah. Not that he's super limited, but just in terms of things you'd love to see and, and get greedy with, it'd be cool to see him mm-hmm. expand his game. And then what about Hunter? I will predict that Hunter Tyson looks the best out of the Nuggets' three draft picks at Summer League. He did talk to Jack White. (laughs) (laughs) That's a serious take. He's going to play really hard. Yeah. His motor is incredible. Everybody's raving about this motor of his, man. And I'm excited to see it. And he's a good shooter. I just think he has the makeup to shine at Summer League. I predict he grabs a lot of rebounds. But similar questions, defense, and I think you can just... I mean, maybe one-on-one positional defense, just how how up for that challenge is he. But I think offensively he can do a lot of different things, and I think that's 
he's going to be the Jack White in so far as you're going to see him at both ends of the court at once, I think. All right. Let's take a break. On the other side, I want to do a quick either or where I'm going to pit two Nuggets players against each other, and we're going to decide who has, in your opinion, the inside track. It's patio season at Illegal Pete's. This episode of the DNVR Nuggets podcast brought to you by Illegal Pete's. It's your go-to spot this summer. They've got the longest happy hour around 3 to 8 p.m. every single day. That's just an afternoon. Yeah, that's not a happy hour. That's a happy afternoon. Um, All 12 Illegal Pete's locations, they have a happy hour from 3 to 8 p.m. every single day. Um, wear your Nuggets gear into any Illegal Peaks location. Grab a house mark or draft beer for free with the purchase of an adult entree. Uh, so wear your DNVR Nuggets championship gear. Stop into Illegal Peaks location. Enjoy that happy hour. Grab a house mark or draft beer for free with the purchase of an mm-hmm. adult entree. Mm-hmm. That's at Illegal Peaks, any of their locations. Also, make sure to check out Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR, and it is the summer, so make sure to check out the Mountain Beach Sour. Perfect for any summer occasion. Maybe you're at a buddy's house, on a patio, at a park. Check out the Mountain Beach Sour from Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. If you don't know where to get Breck Brew, check out the Breck Brew Beer Locator on their website. Just type in your zip code. That shows you where you can get Breckenridge Brewery closest to you. And make sure to check out the Mountain Beach Sour from Breck Brew, the official beer of DNVR. All right, there you go. Back segment three, DNVR Nuggets podcast. Let's play a little either or, shall we? Either or. This is you predicting who is going to just, you know, who's going to have the inside track? Who do you think is more likely to win is really what I'm asking. More likely to be an important piece. I'm going to start here with Strother or Pickett. The tough one, Strother or Pickett, for next season. You can answer or however you. If it's different, you can be different. If it's different, short and long term, whatever, however you want. Just I would say short term pick. That's like one year short. Longer term, term Strother. Okay. Yeah. Is longer term anything more than one season? Yeah, I'll say that. Okay. Because I think if you look at next season, Bruce Brown, I'd say likely not coming back at this point. They could use another ball handler. Reggie Jackson's in line to be the backup point guard. Like, there's a chance for Pickett to get on the floor, I think, a little bit. Strother, you know, just looking at his defensive weaknesses, I think that's going to be the biggest factor in keeping him back, you know, next season. Yeah, I'll say Strother, he's an NBA archetype physically, and he shoots the three. So even if it doesn't work, teams will keep taking flyers. He'll get chances. Just a guy who's going to be in or at least contend for someone's rotation at some point. Yeah. I think that's I think vote. I think that's probably where I lie. like Strother has the more natural. OK, he's a shooter. He runs off screen. He's smart. Like he has a role that I'm not saying it's harder to fail at. It's just it's like, you know, he's going to be a shooter. And then there's a defend. perpetual need across yeah. the league. And so I think there's something there. I will say pick to me is has some real boomer bust potential, meaning the things that would keep him out would keep him from being like effective in almost any capacity. Mm. But if he overcomes mm-hmm. those, I think he's a player like a for real. The Nuggets are going to have him and he's might have a Monte Morris s career with the Nuggets where it's like he's on a second contract on a long term deal because he's so valuable to what Denver does. But I, I think if you're placing odds, 
there's boom and bust for Pick, and I think with Strother, there's a little bit more like he's probably going to have a role. It might be a small one. It might be a big one, but probably. Um, Zeke or Vlatko? This is really for next season, I guess. I'm choosing between my children. Okay. I'm going to say Zeke, but that's more of trying to read the situation than my preference. I think Vlatko has... You're a Vlatko guy. Yeah, I think Vlatko can play flat out. But I think Zeke is going to maybe get more of a look, has more of a... There's more incentive to see what's there with Zeke, particularly if there's a trade looming, as he was once a first-round draft pick. Even if that value has plummeted since, I just think he's a guy that you can look at and you say there's more headroom there, or at the very least, maybe we can get another team interested in a flyer. And I would also add, and I don't... Not encouraging him to because I, I want him to be in Denver forever. Both of these guys, but if I'm Flacco, I am wondering, and I'm not, by the way, Flacco, but I'm going to project. I am wondering what I got to do and at what point I got to maybe look elsewhere to get some playing time. You're not allowed to get injured at it's all. Not allowed. At, and also, even sometimes just be playing well and you're just still done. Yeah. I'll say Zeke because I think he's got a way better chance to get on the floor right. next season. That's what I'm trying to say. At backup center, it's going to be DeAndre Jordan again, I'm predicting. And that means it's probably going to be Zeke Nachi. <laughs> <laughs> Vlaco, there's just a lot more guys in front of him for playing time. I wonder yeah. what Zeke's doing this offseason. You know, because remember he got reworking such... his jump shot again? Yeah, maybe. Honestly, I think that might be the big thing for him is really hone that in. Get that thing, you know, hitting. That's the biggest I mean, if Zeke Naji comes back next year hitting forty percent from his threes again next year for a consistent year, it's like, okay, nuggets are going up. That's a huge right, right. huge value add. Um Gillespie or Pickett? Hmm. I'll take Pick. Do you guys hear his nickname being grandpa too? That's such a surprise you haven't brought that up yet. Grandpa. I think he hates all of his nicknames. He hates Booty Ball. Is, he hates is, Grandpa. And I never thought about the Serbian connection, but I always tell the story about what I... Well, first, he is a quarter Serbian. He's quarter Serbian. Yes. When I saw Kobe do the reverse pivot jumper, it was like I went immediately and started practicing it. When I busted it out, people go, oh, Vlade. And I was like, man, I thought I was doing the Kobe, which would have been cool. Instead, I was doing the Vladi. <laughs> That's like Pick. He's out there doing stuff cool. And they're like, oh, Grandpa. And he's like, serious? <laughs> I'm going to say Colin, because of that essentially red shirt to a year that yeah. allowed him to be there, learn, build some relationships. And to an earlier question posed in this show, I think the ball will probably be in his hands at Summer League. Yeah. I think he'll get that sort of first option. So I think... In terms of the pecking order of opportunity, he's going to be first anyway. What about you're an East Coast guy? You're a Jersey guy. Tell me, tell me. Shout out Seton Hall Prep. Gillespie is a Philly guy, and Pickett is a Rochester guy, which is upstate New York. Which one do you think is more close to to Malone's heart? Philly. Really, Philly is more yeah. of a like Queens than Rochester's, even though it's New York. Yeah, I would I would think that Malone might be quick to point out the difference between upstate New York and, <laughs> yeah. and New York City. <laughs> I imagine if that came up, he would be quick to point that out. Um, you're man. So does this mean that Gillespie is more likely to be Malone? That's like, it. You hey. figured it out. Yeah, I mean, like, that's my guy. Reminds me of kind of looks like me. Kind of looks like me. Um, Ish or DeAndre? DeAndre. DeAndre. Just because of position. Yeah, I don't think Ish is coming back. That's what I, this is what that clearly yeah. means. I, mean. I think Reggie Jackson is going to be the backup point guard. Yeah. And DeAndre is going to be the quote unquote backup center. 
that sentence sucks. No, like all due respect to everyone. Just like as of right now, the the third string point guard and center are now looking like the backup point guard and center. Like that doesn't <laughs> feel like an upgrade. Mm, yeah. I mean, I'm, what a, I like both those. This guys. one's kind of a fun one. Peyton or Christian? Oh, Christian. I mean, you got to go Christian. So the thing is, here's the I agree because it's the safer pick because he's going to play and he has a built-in role and everything else. The thing with Christian is he was a ready-made high floor guy, right? His, nobody talks about his ceiling because we kind of feel like we can see what it is. Maybe we're wrong and he surprises us, but we kind of see. With Peyton, the idea is a little bit more of like, yeah, but he has these other talents. He's not just a shutdown guy. He can also do this or that. But you think it's either not going to happen I mean, or a more with, long-term play. With Chris, like you, <laughs> you just know. You've seen it. You He's do? already a very good oh. NBA player. Cannot right. fail. With Peyton Watson, I mean, he still could be nothing. All right. I, I don't think that's what will happen. I think he's going to be in the rotation this year. But, I mean, Christian Brown, just this, seen this, it. I think this one is probably an easy one. It's just it's kind of a fun one. To, maybe we'll look back and laugh at this if Christian if Peyton sorry, has a breakout year, which is possible. All right, this one's really fun, though. Peyton or Zeke? Peyton. Really? Yeah, I mean, Man, I think, we're low on Zeke then. Well, I just think we've seen the best of what Zeke's going to be here. And I think Peyton will be better than that. Right away, man. I think. Well, no, not not right away. Here's how I look at it. Which one can play with Jeff Green? What? Because No, I just think like. Jeff Green's going to play. Jeff Green's going to play over Zeke. You can okay. play Peyton with Jeff Green. All right. All right. Um, the draft or free agency as a larger building block for Denver this year. The draft. The draft. Don't expect fireworks in free agency. <laughs> no, I'll tell you that right now. This question really is Bruce or not Bruce, though, because if Bruce, yeah. Bruce coming back to me is the biggest like off-season thing that can happen. And if he doesn't, to your point, I kind of expect Denver to replace him with internally. Like Reggie Jackson's there in case you need him, and they hope one of Pick or Gillespie you know, breaks into that role. Maybe they keep a roster spot open knowing they can grab a backup point if they need, but I don't yeah. think it's going to be a trade or something where they bring in some other sexy and exciting player. Yeah, I could I, see that. I'm sort of operating as if Bruce isn't coming back. That's not that I know something that others don't. It's just, to me, it seems so unlikely. It In, ter in terms of projecting the depth chart, I just pretend he's not there right now. All right, well, I added one. Reggie or Pickett? Well, Re who's I mean, Reggie's the backup guard, right? I really don't like Reggie, man. Like, this is almost not even just a pro picket thing. It's just I don't love the idea of giving him control of a second unit. Have you ever noticed how weird Reggie Jackson dribbles the ball? <laughs> no. He's got a really weird dribble. I just noticed it, like, watching some random highlight the other day. Really weird. I'm, I'm going to say... Uh, I'm just saying Reggie because I guess he's slotted to play. He's just slotted to play. I yeah. think Reggie to me is the 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 Jeff Green of this year where even if it's like 50-50 or whatever, I just worry that it'll be like, well, put Reggie out there because right. every fourth game he scores 16 points. Yeah. And that's really all. <laughs> um, all right, let's take a break. On the other side, very, very short segment. I want to talk about a trade that happened that involves the Utah Jazz that is... Well, uh, dude, we haven't even hit the Dame rumors yet. We're wrapping up. It, well... Oh, there's a lot of meat on that uh, bone. Have you guys thought there? about if he's on a different team? Has man, that ever crossed your mind? Man, or wow. what if he stays with Portland? You didn't even want to cook in the next segment. You just wanted to go right into your cooking. I got more if that's... <laughs> okay. <laughs>
<laughs> Guys, um, you can become a DNVR diehard member. And with that, you get access to so many exclusive things that non-diehards don't. These are some of the benefits of being a DNVR diehard. 20% off all the events that we do. Stadium takeovers, tailgates for any team. You get a diehard member card. You get access to the diehard Discord lounge, which is always popping. You get exclusive merchandise when you are a DNVR diehard. Content from the website, from me, from Vote, from Adam, from all the beats at DNVR delivered right to your inbox. And another thing, 15% off your entire check at the DNVR bar. That pays for it in itself. So uh, you can go to thednvr.com slash diehard to sign up, upgrade your fandom today, become a DNVR diehard, get access to, to all those things I just listed off. Plus, you're just cooler when you're a DNVR diehard. It's so true. Yeah. So much cooler. Yeah. We're we back. back. All right. So there was a trade today. Very curious trade. Hmm. Very curious. Did anybody notice? What's going on in Utah? Hmm. What's going on? They traded. It's actually a phenomenal trade. They traded to get uh, John Collins. And what did it cost them, Harrison? Rudy Gay. Huh. And like a future it, second pick. Rudy Gay from this year? From 2023? Yeah, Rudy, current Rudy Gay. Huh. Not like, yeah. For John Collins. Basically a salary dump of John Collins. Is Atlanta trying to get under, you know, lower their salary cap? Um, unbelievable to me. John Collins, I saw, I think it was Andy Bailey or one of these guys did the, or maybe it was Josh Eberle who did the, like, who is the next Aaron Gordon, Mm. right? We had Andrew Wiggins, Aaron Gordon. Who's the next like player that's kind of thought of as a loser. Who's actually a perfect role player on a title team. Mm. John Collins was sort of the consensus pick. That's a crazy, crazy trade to me. Does this not bother you guys? Utah's in the division. They're rebuilding. They've got good players. It's not this year. But it's like, I don't like when teams in the division get cheap, great players. Yeah. No, it's a great deal from Utah. And I even think I saw Mark Stein report the other day that they were trying to get Porzingis, too, before Boston got him. So, like... What what a lucky break that they didn't get Porzingis. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a Porzingis guy either, but... Of course not. And they, and he also cost... Remember, there was a bidding war. Instead, right. you get John Collins for a second rounder right. and this Rudy Gay? This is definitely Gay? the better option. <laughs> That's actually an insane trade, dude. What is the, like, uh. that country song, God Bless the Doors You Closed or something like that? You know, where you, not God, familiar with that one. You don't know this one? Do you guys know this <laughs> your country? God Bless the Doors You Closed? Yeah, no. it's like, oh, I asked Someone for... Google so, hold, somebody Google Somebody Google it. It's like, you God ask, Bless the Doors You Closed. <laughs> yeah, like, Google you that. asked for something and God closed the door, and it's like, that's... But it was the best thing that could ever happen to you. That's the Utah right. Jazz. God just smiling on them. Um, I like that analogy. Yeah, no, this is um, this is a good trade for Utah. They're going to be better. And, I mean, they're going to be pretty legit. Like, Collins, Markinen, Kessler, um, Sexton. They still have him. Yeah, it's like, I, I don't like Not that. a big Collins Sexton not, guy. I would not open with a Utah Jazz watch along this year. That's just my <laughs> feeling. If we can avoid that. <laughs> Can you believe that's how the title season there, started? There is a chance Utah is flirting with being the second best team in the Northwest Division. I'm honestly, like, here's the thing at this point. I'm looking around the West. That not door good. might be open. Hold on. Lowry, Collins, and I like Kessler. I think he's a, a really good defender. I'm looking around going, how far off are they from all these other teams? Yeah. Can you pull what? up Julian? Because it's not even close. 
God, God bless, bless the broken, the broken roads, roads that yeah. led me straight to... The okay, straight so to not exactly God the analogy we were going for, but it's it works. The same, it's the same God idea. The it works. That was close. Close conceptually. Yeah. That's a good team. I look at that and I go, and they have all those picks and everything else to trade. I'm not saying they're going to push all their chips in right away, but I also... They're not that young, right? They're not that many young players that you look at and say... It, it's not like they have three young guys. It's like, oh, we got to wait out their timeline. They've got Kessler, and he's a big. He's kind of ready. He don't. You don't need to wait for him. Right. He's a role player, and they want to be good. I and mean, they, I, I think they're going to be in a tough out, man. I just look at it, I go Lowry, John Collins, and Kessler. Add a good little point guard or shooting guard, and you already have yourself a team that's they probably top gotten, four. Of they the should have gotten Chris Paul. That's what they should have <laughs> oh, gotten. He's such a Utah Jazz. He'd You're be right. So good He's there. Such a Utah Jazz. But no, I'm not worried. No, Tuck I'm your not. shirt. I'm not, I'm not worried. I just, I just hate when teams have a good foundation in place, sure. and I look at that and I go, ugh. I yeah, know, they're man. interesting. The hell of a shout trade, out man. to the Hawks, though. Just giving up. <laughs> That's the most blatant. They, they've bungled the John Collins situation for now three straight years. Oh man, do you remember the asking price on John Collins? For <laughs> it was like more than Aaron Gordon. Yeah, it was a lot. Up. I can't believe it, man. That is wild. I do have to say though, watching all these moves and then mulling the potential Damian Lillard trade, I have a new hangover championship take. All right. Wake me up when free agency is over. Uh. This shit is a snooze fest. <laughs> Good luck. Congratulations on finishing third in the division. Oh, we should do some hangover smug takes. I like it. Yeah. Here, here, yeah. Here's mine. Nuggets are only one more title away from matching the Heat, Kobe's Lakers, and the Warriors for most championships since the Shaq Kobe Lakers. Kobe, You're obviously not counting the Durant Warriors. <laughs> That was come dude, come on. Anybody could have won those oh, I ones. Agree that was like you. its own team. That yeah, was separate. I agree. He got two. Kobe and Powell got two. Uh Warriors with Steph got two honest ones. Nuggets are right there, man. And then and then you're about ready to be the best team of the last 25 years, you know, whatever. Best dynasty. So I love it. Just the same way that the Nuggets went from like, oh, they'll never, you know, they might lose in the first round to winning a title and everyone's saying, well, they had an easy path. My right. next goal is I want the Nuggets to have the worst dynasty in the history of the NBA. Oh, yeah. It would be like my it's favorite It's so dominant thing. that the rest of the league just sucks. No, but right. it's just like, oh, yeah, sure, they won five titles, but it was the worst <laughs> Five titles you could imagine. Who did like, they really play? Who did they really play? They didn't like, like, oh. It's not like they beat Boston. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. They just beat, they had the worst. People look. are still trying to figure out what song you were uh, referencing. The Broken Road? Yeah. Yeah, please Red sing it. Me, right we have super you. chats there, Colin. All right, well, it looks like we have some super chats before we get out. Michael Hohensey, can we work on the booty ball moniker? He, <laughs> he locked him up in the picket fence? Something. <laughs> no, yeah, I love it. You know, I think he set up the picket fence. So, no, I think he, it might be Baby Jokic ball. He got Jokic ball and Baby Jokic baby ball. ball. I'm into it actually. He's kind of like Baby Jokic. Elvap Bruce can get 448 from Mavs. Nugs can give him 18, followed by 455. 563 is better than 448, and he won't be a guard there. Well, you gotta he understand, man. One of those is actually something real. The other is imaginary. Right. <laughs> and also, the Mavs right now can give him a pretty hefty MLE. And then he can also try to make more money after that. All right. Cue up that outro music. Um, you guys, after this now, those players have been introduced. Now we move on to free agency, which will be live on Friday, of course. Ah, yes. But, you know, we're going to start to see some of the trades, some of the some of the rumors. And we'll look at that. We'll still do the due diligence later on in the week as we look at what's left for the Nuggets to accomplish. 
What are oh, the potential shit. things out there? Oh no, he's still in Portland. Sorry. <laughs> hey, that was a great one. Oh, that, was that was a great one. I can't believe you hate Dame. I don't. But apparently, he's meeting with uh, Blazer management today. Oh, that's a good. It's update. the big meeting. Yeah, they're gonna meet. I wonder if they're gonna take more calls or not. <laughs> All right, we're getting out of here, guys. Happy Monday, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow.